This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in. Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Going solo today. No Danny Bailey, no Jake Meyer. It's just me and it's just you guys, and that's okay. We got a good one today. Trying to rebound the Broncos with a... You know, a must win, a do or die. I think their percentage uh, is up to 6% chance to make the playoffs. And I'll tell you, man, 6% chance to make the playoffs. We had three games to go, all divisional. Uh, We know kind of what we're looking at here with the Raiders. It's going to be a low-scoring kind of grinder, a slugfest, a game that to me is a straight coin flip right now, but also... Um, you know, where I think these kind of teams are at um, right now, you know, in the immediate and then kind of big picture, the way that the Raiders got the Broncos earlier in the season, I think the Broncos have something for the Raiders. The X factor is obviously Drew Locke. Can Drew Locke go out there and not lose them this game? You know, really, honestly, truly, madly, deeply, it's like Drew Locke, don't throw two interceptions in this game. And the Broncos will have a chance to run their way to a victory. And, man, I'll tell you, uh, I don't know if they could pull off a Mac Jones throws the ball three times total in the wind uh, to win a game like New England did earlier in the season. But I wouldn't have Drew Locke throwing the ball where in situations where it you know mattered, where it was dangerous. I'd be dinking and dunking him to death. I'd be treating him like uh, the JV quarterback who was called up to play in the big varsity game because his two or three other varsity quarterbacks are are down. Um, you know, Drew Locke said it, and it made me really frustrated. It really, really made me frustrated because we had a listener on the radio show this week say that Drew Locke is selfish. Oh, he's selfish. And I was kind of thinking like, eh, selfish? I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe it's kind of dumb. Maybe kind of dense. Maybe, um, you know, just doesn't quite get it. And he said it this week. He's saying things like as though he is getting it this season. But it's almost too little too late because he said well you know it's hard to when you go out there not want to be a hero and do it all yourself well fuck drew lock if you that just tells me you just told me if you'd have just handed the ball off and not turned the ball over deep in you know their territory we're getting points there almost for sure and that was kind of the ball game that you gave away there by Keeping the ball, putting the ball high up in the air and having some grown man come rip it like from a candy away from a little kid and ball game, you know, it's over. That's it. That's the, you know, did it, did they, there was still plenty of game left to go, but that was like the key moment in the game that that broke the Broncos back, took all the momentum away and revealed like, again, it's like. You, by doing nothing, the backup quarterback somehow, like, builds up cred. And you go out there, and you make that turnover again, and it's just so deflating Drew Locke. 
bro, come on. Are you kidding me? So, you know what I would do? I haven't seen enough of Brett Rippon. And the Broncos have kept this guy around for some reason. I'm not sure what that reason is. I think believing that he could potentially grow into a backup quarterback. Your backup quarterback. Okay? Well, if that's the case, go let him try to be the backup quarterback this week. I know what Drew Locke looks like. I've seen it. I know exactly what the Drew Locke show is. Eh, season one was okay. Didn't go anywhere. Plot sucked. Big star two left the show. Just it was, uh, you know, I got canceled after after two seasons. Canceled. CBS canceled it. Well, it's like Brett Rippon. I, you might not believe this. A lot of people won't believe this. And we'll talk about the reasons why you won't believe it. But I think Brett Rippon is every bit as good a quarterback as Drew Locke is. I mean, like. Every bit as good as Drew Locke. And while Brett Rippon might be a couple inches shorter than Drew Locke, maybe he's got, you know, his hands didn't measure his, you know, another half inch or inch like the guys who, you know, at the Combine would have really liked the, you know, a first, second, third round graded quarterback to kind of look like or be built like. But when it's all said and done, like in the end, I think Brett Rippon give you every last thing that Drew Locke can do. Maybe even more. Okay? But I believe that. And I think the Broncos might believe that, too. And I bet you uh, Brett Rippon's been out there and kind of proved that. And just, again, the starting quarterback gets, like, all the touches. The backup gets a couple little few touches in the week. The third-string quarterback, I mean, might get not get a touch the whole week. A rep. He just got to go out there and kind of um, observe. You know, he's got to do, you know, take these reps mentally. And I just think when it comes out there down to sheer being a straight-up gamer, gamer, bro, gangster, gamer, that Brett Rippon's got some of that. Do I know? Like it's something that nobody else does? Not really. Not really. I just think that some of the things that make Brett Rippon an NFL kind of caliber quarterback are the same things that, you know, Drew Locke, I don't know, has in terms of the measurables. You know, oh, Drew Locke, this and that, and the you know, the pedigree, and you know, played against real elite level of competition, and, yeah, he's built the way you want to, you know, quarterback, prototypical. And the, she, you know, it's just, again, quarter, he, he might, I'll admit, he might beat Brett Rippon in the pass, punt, and kick competition, blow his ass out. When it comes out there to winning games, you know, Brett Rippon's proven himself like almost every bit as much as Drew Locke has. To be honest, so I'm not going to go any further with the you know start Brett Ripping conversation. But do you know what I would love to see? Uh, if the going gets tough, they're scoreless after the first quarter, and Drew Lock has some miscues and some interception, or puts one down on the ground, and you see like the game too big for him. I'd put Brett Ripping out there because you've got nothing to lose, and at the same time, kind of everything to lose. So yeah, that's it. I, you know how flexible. Are they going to be? Um, damn, I still think Teddy starts next week, the following week, against the Chargers, Teddy Bridgewater. Because, you know, mathematically, sheer pure mathematically, if they were to win, meet the Chargers and beat the Chiefs, you know, whatever, maybe even despite what might happen this weekend, um, then you got to go with your best chance to win. And that's Teddy. It's truly Teddy. Is that your best chance to win of any, you know, of any quarterback in the league? No, hell no. Teddy's about 16, 17, 18. You know, 
on his best days, 12, 13, 14. But it's the quarterback we have. And I'm not going to bag Teddy for being something he's not. We talked in the radio show today about George Payton. Um, about George Payton's kind of first year on the job a little bit. We went through some pros and some cons, okay, of what went right this season and, you know, what went wrong. Like, in the terms of when and, when and how in the areas the Broncos have had success, how has it happened in the areas that they failed? Well, how has that happened too? So we'll talk about that here, I guess, a little bit. And, and I'll just tell you what, like, our research gave us. Our research gave us, we started talking about, like, players and position groups, essentially, like, um, how are this, how has this team had success? We said, first off, the first, you know, it was the running game. When the team's at its best, this team has been at its best, they're running the ball dynamically, which uh, sets the defense up to do exactly what the defense wants to do, and the Broncos controlled those games and have even had big, you know, blowout, you know, a couple big convincing victories, Chargers game. So I guess I might say the run game has been the most important part of the Broncos' overall success. The defense might be the real reason why this entirety of the season they've been able to hang around, be a playoff team, win those early games. You know, the defense, it's hard to give the, the you know, the it's proper credit, but that's what we're trying to do, break this thing down here. But, like, the run game, when the run game is working – that's when the team is at its optimal, running at its most kind of optimal level. Not when Teddy's had, you know, big passing day games like he did early in the season, a couple of those. That's not their best stuff. Their best stuff is when they're running the ball, gashing two different running backs. Um, the defense is fresh, uh, able to impose its will a little bit, and then um, the Broncos control tempo, momentum, the pace, the you know the game plan. They're able to execute their kind of game plan. That's when they're at their best. So I put the run game first. Okay, then I had I had Teddy next. I had Teddy next. So. Um, I switched that, though, after the run game to Fangio's defense as a whole, okay? I put that in front of Teddy, Teddy's kind of existence, Teddy's addition to the team. Uh, but then after that, I put Teddy after, again, the run game, after Fangio's defense, Teddy is the mess, most important piece of the reason why the Broncos have kind of turned the corner and had some success, had some successes, okay? So... And then after Teddy, I broke it down to position, defensive position group, secondary linebacking group, defensive line, okay? But, you know, those being the reasons, those reasons why the Broncos have had success this season, okay? Um, so then you got to look at it a little bit closer. Okay, well, how did this happen? Who put the pieces that they have in place um, or who made the most out of the cards that they were dealt with? Obviously, George Payton, the new general manager of the team. So the Javante edition was an incredible one. Perfect fit. Game changer. Um, uh, a, a potential superstar in the making. Getting tons of run and tons of clout. And one of the star rookies in the NFL this season. And Patrick Sertan's been great. People can't get past that he's not Micah Parsons or he's not 
Justin Fields or Mac Jones, but again, I haven't seen, I don't know what George Payton's master plan is yet. He hasn't given the big reveal yet. We're only, this is the first couple chapters of the book. We haven't read this in the whole novel. This isn't, you know, the whole movie. We're barely through, you know, the first 20 minutes of, you know, laying down some uh, plot and learning some kind of character stuff here. But in the end of all of the things from the Javante and the run game stuff, the, obviously the Teddy Bridgewater edition, the Fangio's defense, I guess, to keeping Fangio around for better or for worse to putting that defense together for all that it was, George Payton has to go on top of this list because he put this together, this 7-7, seven and seven, which could have been a 6-8-6. Uh, and six. I guess it could have been a 6-8 and eight as well, but it could have been an 8-6. George Payton put all of that, this thing, together. So, geez, the list of the, well, you know, what went wrong, the failures of season is longer. It's a longer list. You know, it's you start with um, Shermer to Fangio's offense to the injuries to the uh, lack of production from top picks in Judy and Fant to um, Von Miller early in the season, really kind of not doing enough after the first, like a really great first month of the season, to, jeez, um, to uh, second and uh, a, a four, uh, the third, fourth, and short on uh, a, the, the biggest series of the entire season for you where you come out and you're there's miscommunication and Javante you know, has come from the wrong side of the field and they don't know what's going on and, you know, just an overall all total bad look in terms of you know big boy football at the biggest moment of the season um a lot has gone wrong this season and i guess you know some of those things how do you fix that how do you alleviate that well the two biggest problems that everyone believes is the case is pat Shermer, um this disaster of a special teams and Vic Fangio, which, again, I think that instead of George Payton firing Vic Fangio right when he gets the job, I think Pat Shermer's been looking for the candidate, the, his head coach, for this last year. He's been working on that guy for this last year. And he'll get the right guy, or at least his right guy, okay? Um, the quarterback stuff. Teddy was not a bad fallback, Okay. Not, not a bad fallback, all things considered. And, and again, all things are considered are they made a run at Matt Stafford, a real run. Traded, offered number nine overall and more for him. Made a real run at uh, Aaron Rodgers. I guess we'll never know. Maybe down the line, years down the line, how close that one really, really was. And then, you know, pervert and all, before all the Wiener stuff, Deshaun Watson was a uh, target of the Broncos as well. That didn't happen, but give George credit. You know, we did. We do the. Uh, it's a Phil Jackson drop on the radio show. We have to bleep it out, uh, but we don't have to uh, on the podcast. Phil says, and we drop it. We say, give the guy some fucking credit. I mean, for real. And George, dro- uh, Phil Jackson dropped that. Uh, like at a playoffs post presser in a win against the Rockets or something like that. I'm not sure, uh, you know, when they look like they're in the midst of like the great Kobe and Shaq dominance of the era and the Rockets went there and gave them everything they wanted. And, you know, the Lakers were on top and Phil was like, well, give these guys some fucking credit. I mean, for real. So that's my thought on Teddy, on George Payton, on all of like, again, the, 
It's what advanced say. It's a reboot. It's a reboot, but it's not a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. Actually, it's like um, for George Payton, it's not a rebuild. The foundation has been you know, laid down. This was like a piece of land now that George Payton bought that, you know, someone laid the, the foundation. That's a good piece of land here. got to get my guys here. Let's, bu- let's build it up right. Let's build this right. Um, George Payton has nothing to do with any Broncos, you know, lingering championship stuff, Super Bowl 50 championship stuff of old. That's nothing. That's like, there's no connection. Totally disconnected. Brandon McManus is the only piece of the, you know, remaining piece of that, that, you know, George Payton now has, it's not a clean slate, but it's a blank canvas. And you have a lot of great, you know, you went to you went to Meiniger's or you went to Hobby Lobby and you spent a lot of money on all this great equi- equipment and paints and the, the pastels and, you know, whatever. Okay? And that's the pieces. That's all the pieces, the young talent. And the pieces the Broncos kind of have to offer. So... Just because George Payton didn't hit a grand slam in his first week on the job doesn't mean that, again, look at the great draft he had, okay? Uh, Brought Teddy back in here to bring this whole thing back to, like, good, bring it back to respectability, bring it back to, like, uh, professional football. Not leading the league in interceptions. I mean, give me a fucking break. Are we kidding me with this? You know, it's like, come on. So... Um, there's no moral victories. There's no moral victories, but I do know the Broncos could have won this game last week, been eight and six, and we'd have been going nuts around here. Like the Broncos are a playoff team. We eat up just like that. They lost by five points. They win by two. Teddy doesn't get hurt. Drew Locke leads them. We're all talking right now. Like they're a playoff team and they're going to go kick the freaking, you know, whoop the Raiders in Las Vegas. So again, five points. That's it's five points of a difference that net makes them again seven and seven and not eight and six, but also is like rocked our worlds to where people are acting like the Raiders, who have the same five hundred record as the Broncos, are something more than the Broncos this season. They're not. They've been the worst team in football for six or seven weeks now in a row since their fugazi hot start of the season. So. In the end, where are we at here? You know, let's take this to our predictions. Okay, I'll take it to our prediction. But in the meantime, let me uh, let me mention DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. We know this, right? So we got an NBA kind of promo for you guys. That we want you guys to take advantage of while you're sitting back and doing the eggnog thing and open all your presents. And uh, I don't know if you do turkey on Christmas, but you got that like turkey midday drunken half drunkenness thing going on like like I do. Well, there's so much NBA going on on Christmas Day. Good games. Um, DraftKings has a really cool Really cool promo right now that I suggest you guys take advantage of. It's a little bit of a holiday gift for you guys, okay? So what they want you to do, new customers, bet $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they win. Boom, that's it. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get um, a free holiday bet surprise, okay? It's just a free gift. It's a free bet that, again, they're giving away $10 million in these prizes, okay? Everyone, every last person will get a free bet up to $50 instantly 
instantly as DraftKings gives away $10 million in free prizes. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code MHS. This Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA um, and the NFL as well. But 20 uh, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Going to make our predictions here. And then we're done with podcasts and radio shows and all that stuff. Um, until Monday. Okay. I like that Christmas falls on the weekend. Um, I think I like that Christmas falls on the weekend. Uh, we'll see, I guess. It doesn't feel, it hasn't felt like Christmas here at all in Colorado, in Denver at least, because the weather's been incredible, like spectacular. I can remember, I can remember like maybe one week of real pure, like winter cold, where it was that you, you know, where you're at, if you're out early and you're in the car early, you're just kind of hating your life and you know, you're cold to the bone. It's another great day out, like another beautiful day out today. Um, I don't know how Mother Nature does it. Jeez, she's great. Uh, But, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. So, um, you know, we're not going to have snow and all. It's like, geez. I felt like in Denver, man, like Halloween. You couldn't go Halloween without it, like, snowing on Halloween night to right around there. We've had, like, a couple snows, a little flake or two. It's been weird. So, yeah. if you, you know, if you're filming me and anyone, you know, it's like the time change stuff and the getting dark at 430 kind of stuff here. It's got to be what's in January, right, where we start to get the, that, you know, that daylight back. I'm ready for that. That's when my life changes a little bit. And I know it's like we go through that. Well, winter barely started stuff and the coldest months are January and February. Well, Mar- we know, you know, here in Colorado, March, pff, you kidding me? March is where like the shorts and the, you know, the, the boobs come out and the, you know, the, uh, it's, it's, it's people start to get themselves hype. The Birkenstock crowd, the Crocs crowd. Um, and I'm for it. I'm there for it. It's going to happen quick here. Um, this year has gone by so quick. It's been unbelievable. It's been an unbelievable year. Um, I have little kids. I have a big family. Um, got big ones. I got little ones, you know, from eight to, uh, I got a 10 month old. Um, Geo, and he's great. He's awesome. So this whole year has been kind of not just about, you know, my other three big kids who, you know, go to private school and, you know, I coach all of their teams at everything they do, the basketball team I coach, the flag team I coach. The it's, it's my whole life. It's what I enjoy doing. It's what I love doing. I'm very lucky uh, to be able to do a radio show and a, a, a podcast here and then go be with my kids um, so much. So, um I don't take any of it for granted, not the family stuff and not the podcast stuff and not the radio stuff. So um, let me give you this prediction here and we'll get you guys out of here and we'll let you guys have a great holiday. We'll be back on Monday, another Broncos Blitz podcast with, I think, coming off the Broncos victory, 17-16, ugly you know, could be a 16-13. I might feel more comfortable 16-13. I think I went 17-16 on the show. 16-13 is a touchdown 
three field goals for the Broncos. McManus is the hero. And it's just a little bit of offense there from the Raiders who might find Darren Waller one time um, and find themselves with a couple field goals. Uh, Broncos victory. Um, and again, just like these Broncos, I think looking at the teams that are 13th seed in the AFC, yeah, there's two or three teams in front of them that could lose, you know, very easily lose this week, maybe four teams. Uh, and they win, and they'll, bat, you know, jump up to from 13 to 10 or 9, I think, potentially. Have to look at it. Have to take a look. And, it's, again, it just depends on how the whole weekend shakes out. So wouldn't it be just like the Broncos to go from 6% up to, you know, 17 or 18%, and then with the Chargers' victory, um you know, set up a 10th win against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs who might have nothing to play for. Again, I just gave them two wins that they, again, haven't in, in games they haven't played yet. So I'm not going to try to get over, you know, my head here a little bit or um, ahead of myself, I guess. But um, that's it. You know, Broncos win an ugly one. I think Drew Locke has a couple turnovers in this game because that's who exactly who and what Drew Locke is. And coming in with all this rust on him and all the excuses that he's going to have maybe in the back of his head. Well, I haven't had a chance to play in the whole season and all this kind of, And then the, you know, the um, believability in the, your leader, the quarterback, you know, going out there and actually winning this game. Do his teammates believe in him? There's a couple guys who've said the right things about Drew this week, but... So many times, so many times in this season alone, guys, Drew Locks had a chance to be a real hero, and he's turned out to be like a zero, bro. So um, thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, I like doing it with Jake and Danny Bailey a little bit better. Uh, Jake and I do the radio show together every single day. Jake produces it. Uh, but he's more like a co-host. He's great. Danny Bailey's great as well. He's done the same job for for us and for me. We've worked together in the same capacity. He's just kind of moved on to some bigger and better things, and he's got a lot of things going on. So um, this po podcast, we've done this whole season, this whole year with those guys. You know, I couldn't do it without those guys. Uh, I'm here looking, pushing buttons, doing stuff here. I have no clue what's going on. You may never hear this if I, you know, to hit the wrong button here. So it's like it'll have never happened. But other than that, man, I think it was a good one. It's kind of like we talk to each other here, me and you guys, the listeners. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. Check out the radio show, milehighsports.com. You can watch it on the Twitch at 9 a.m. every single day here in Denver. 98.1 uh, FM, uh, 107.5 HD3 here in town. If you want it, Chris. Crystal clear if that's what you kind of do. If you got that Tesla or if you got that uh, new um, whip. Uh, and that's it. We appreciate you guys uh, for listening to this podcast anywhere you found and find podcasts. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila.